1: The number one pick in the NHL draft with the minute can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See team make them need to run. That's Come on, every trash, the MT for short. Sure. Wonder if we best, what you people score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning while you yawning. Grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98.7. This is drop time, we provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks, it's rule 76.
2: Ah, oh, wakey,
1: wakey, eggs and
2: bakey. And welcome aboard. I don't care what they say. We're live from the All American Ford Studio. I'm Brick. I'm Ricky Pietro. i like the puka naku on your chest in a second. That doesn't seem very sanitary. My very average friend and co-host, Dave Rothenberg. The melange.
1: L- le- the melange
2: le- <ﷺ salms> and we're sure he's not broken. Okay. Our amazing producers, our fearless leader, RJ Santillo.
1: David Tepper. It's widely assumed he's the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Is the actual owner and will throw his
2: drink on you. How about the very handsome, very polarizing Raymond Santiago? There's just pounding a guy until until he completely breaks down. Wow. That's some kind of stamina. Uh, big shout out to the company. Thank you for getting up with us on this Thursday morning. We are DNR, the r boys.
3: Champion, champion.
2: Yeah, uh, we get it. Call us what you want. Don't ever call us lazy. You can hear us every weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Number to call, one 800 919
3: David Ortiz jersey to put up in your man cave. You'd want that? Why you not? Want. It's
2: memorabilia.
3: You're a slut to the memorabilia
2: is what you're saying. <laughs> dirty, dirty memorabilia slut. We have an unbelievable show planned for you today. You know, you have your, your thoughts when you're on the toilet. Yes, the toilet is where Dave prepares for the show. Uh, Knicks make it two in a row since the trade Four OG Ananomi. Well said. Julius Randle at 35, Jalen Brunson at 31, and Isaiah Hartenstein added five blocks and 20 rebounds. Nets dropped their fifth straight down in Houston. What's the future look like for Saquon Barkley? Have we seen the last of Zach Wilson in a Jets uniform? We're going to hear from Robert Sala. The NFL announced their Pro Bowl teams. Greeny talked about me yesterday. I think maybe mentioned you. Rick T. Pietro and company. We're going to respond to him. We got stuff he missed at 915. And as always, on the Thursday at 745, we have no observations and did happen in Florida. But before we get to all that, it's been assumed for far too long that Dave is the only one with the pipes to sing on the show.
1: It goes on and on and on and on.
2: Or how about this classic?
1: Go and show and show that you were going to. So I
2: get it. But I'm here to tell you, there's a new songbird of this generation. If you listen closely, you might actually think Cher is live in the studio. Turn back time. No, no, that's not Cher. This is Cher. I take back old- <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you'd say.
2: Wow. Wow. Thank you, Cher, for being with us today. Uh, here he is, though, our OG diva, the one and only Dave Barbara Streisand Rothenberg. That's Nice. It was well done. Uh,
3: Shots fired right away. All over the place. Right away. Everywhere. Very average
2: co-host? No, no. Very average friend. Excellent co-host. Average friend. No,
3: no. I believe it was average. Friend. Really? Yeah. Mm, I don't know.
2: Very average friend and co-host.
3: Very average friend. That implies also average co-host. No, no.
2: Average friend. Good co-host. You said very average friend
3: and co-host. You know what I meant. It's all encapsulating. Average friend, great co-host. See, that's not what you well, said. Had you said very average friend and great co-host, I'd have felt very differently right well, now. You
2: know what? I made a mistake, all right? Okay. We don't need to go through the open with a fine-tooth comb, okay? But why? Because
3: we don't have I to. say Ananomi, you know, it, it, <laughs> well, it, ne- it never leaves. Well, it's, a, one, it's one time, blatantly you, wrong. You think I don't know his name is O.G. Ananobi? Uh, who Ananomy? knows? Who OG knows? Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, I know. I get it. I got it, Raymond. Thank I you think though. we
2: know you. We don't need to get to know you more, all right? Okay. I mean, you can't even do the melange right now. Uh, one I time. hope people understand what I deal with on a regular basis. What, what, what is it? Four what, hours
3: a day. What, uh, what, how awful is it? I got to tell you two things. One, I'm very upset about. What? Legitimately upset. Why? Come on. Like, you're going to say it? You're going to be like, yeah, you're right.
2: Productive meeting yesterday? It was good, very productive. Very meeting.
3: productive meeting. Excellent meeting. You know what I don't like also? <laughs> I go to ask a question in the meeting, and before I even ask, oh, here we go. Here here, uh, here we well, – why can't – why am I not allowed to ask a question? It's the
2: same question every meeting. I think it's a very relevant question. Uh, if I had – if you said you could bet what question Dave would ask. Oh, okay. Every okay. penny okay. i ever earned. If anything that you would want to know
3: from this meeting, wouldn't that be the one thing? Yeah, but they don't have an answer ever. But, but now we know that an answer is coming next week. And maybe.
2: It's okay, one of those I ones I'll believe know. it when I see
3: it. I, I, I think it's very unfair. That, it's not like I'm the kid that the bell rings, class ends, and now I'm like, excuse me, professor, I have a question. Now I'm going to keep you late. I had a quick question. I, I saw nothing wrong with the question. No,
2: I don't think there's anything wrong with the question. It's just the exact same question
3: you ask every oh, uh, uh, Okay. Going into the meeting yesterday, did you have an answer for that question? Did I have an answer? No. Yes. Did, did they have did, an answer?
2: No. No. Okay.
3: Right. I want, I would like an answer.
2: Why well, we all would like an answer. All right,
3: well, you know what? Every meeting, until I have an answer, I'm going to pound the pavement, and I'm going to try to
2: get an answer. <laughs> I just figured when they had an answer, they would tell us. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'm just much easier in those meetings. Great. So right So
3: we'll, we'll be like J- June, July, August, <laughs> and I'll be like, I-, I wonder what's happening. You're like, when they find out right. what they're going to do, they'll tell us. When they RJ, know, we'll know. RJ, when I when I, uh, when I asked that question, did you have an issue with it? I- I'm sorry it kept you late in the meeting. Do you, do you have an issue with my-, my questioning at the meeting yesterday?
1: I had no problem with what you asked. I think it was a, a question that needs an answer. I think you're going to get an answer very soon. A week from today, perhaps.
3: Do you not Do you not feel it's unfair for me to say, like, okay, I have a question, and for him to start with the, oh, here we go with this question again.
1: I have to say, I thought yesterday was one of the great meetings of all time. I, I laughed a great deal. I don't know if that was the intent of the meeting.
4: I laughed a lot. I would say our meetings are probably unlike any meetings anyone has ever gone to, <laughs> ever. It, it may not have been productive at all, but we did have a fun time. Well, I think part of it is that any
1: any higher up that comes into the meeting, I think in in most cases, they expect a a level of, of, of respect. Decorum? Yeah, decorum. Uh-huh. I, I think in our meetings, you, we just basically act how we it's do the on, show.
2: on the show. It's the show
3: in a meeting scenario is ba- what it is.
1: Bosses get made fun of. Boss, bosses <laughs> of bosses get made fun of. It's really anyone is, is open game. That's right. I mean, Rick was making fun of John. In the meeting, the way he was making fun of him on the show yesterday, to our to John's boss,
3: right, right, that's and, exactly. Correct. And you know
1: what? The troubling part, John's boss agreed. Agreed. He was well, like, you know what? Good point, Rick. Who doesn't?
3: Well, I think you, I think you have to. Agree. I think you have to. Agree. I think mean, yesterday was a real misstep for John with the outfit. <laughs> yes. And I, hardly am I Ralph Lauren, but it was it was a real misstep for John. <laughs> it was tough. Um, re- really tough day. So, two things non sports related. Then we'll get into the sports. Well, one I'll save for later. One I got. I have to get into right now. The fact that RJ shaved that gorgeous beard, and you said, oh, you're going to complain, but you're going to agree with me, and I told you you would. Shave that beard and didn't bring us a one-day mustache is a horrifying existence right now, RJ.
1: It had to go. Well, take a picture at least. One day? Yeah, or give us a picture of something. One day of the mustache? At some point, you'll get a mustache. No. No,
3: no. This was the time. This was that you had the beard, the mustache. I thought looked great. You might have been able to pull off a mustache on its own. Who knows? Now we'll never know, right? You know how badly I've wanted this. I mentioned it all the time. It was right there for the taking, and you couldn't give me one day. of Not a mustache. one day.
2: Not one day. Maybe you see if Angie wants a mustache, right? Who knows? Maybe that's maybe that's something she likes. But no, you don't even want to take it for a test run. It's embarrassing, is what it is. Uh. Raymond would grow a mustache if we asked them. And I got to be honest with you, because I always am. I think you look better yesterday than you do today. Yeah.
3: I, I think RJ clean shaven, good. RJ with that beard, mm, top
2: notch. No, I think the beard is solid. I think clean cut.
1: Yeah, I'm not. A, I, don't, I don't think I, I, I adapt as well to the beard as you do. You're a beard guy. I would. I actually wouldn't even know what you look like clean shaven. No,
2: well, no,
3: you would not. I've had a beard for a very long time. It's funny because when I met Sherry, I had a goatee, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Goatees are creepy." So mm-hmm. here's what's going to happen. She said, "You're either going to uh, clean shave this thing, or you're going to grow a beard." I was like, "Okay, beard." I don't like shaving. Not a fan of shaving. No, I hate shaving. So no goatee. Goatee goes away, beard's here. Had beard for a very long time now. So Yankees say, "Hey, we
2: want to give you all this money, but you got to shave your face." I don't know. a I little mean, less uh, somewhere else though.
3: I th- I will tell you this, and I I know we're not going to get into this a lot today. I think what the Yankees do is preposterous at this point. Islanders do it, okay? Yeah, I think it's I think it's ridiculous. So you could have you could have tattoos all over your mm-hmm. face, but you no, can't, I don't. Yeah, or you could have neck tattoos, You're right? Yeah, but you can't have a, a beard.
2: I think it's just something about being like just a pro.
1: How,
3: how
2: does a beard, beard shape? Say, well, it was the question I, I asked. Like, why would I? I don't I could, understand oh, dude, it. I had this fight a thousand times with uh, when I played for the just in the NHL. I mean, they've loosened it up a little bit now. But it's like, why am I wearing a suit to pregame skate? That I have to wear now to pregame meal that I'm going to wear to the game. Like, who's no one seeing me? Right. Why am I wearing a suit? Makes no sense. It makes no sense. That I all sweat that no, I sweat through after a pregame skate. It makes right. no sense at all.
3: It makes no sense. But no, uh, listen, if the Yankees offering me a huge amount of money and I can't have a beard, I probably would would do that, but I just I think it's preposterous at this point. I actually
2: think Verdugo looks better shaved though. that's not the point. Looks young. Vibrant. spry, Healthy. Yep. Yeah, but I don't I
3: don't think that's the point. Anyhow, what is the point? We have some, some Aaron Rodgers to get into oh, yeah. today, of course, because that is the story that keeps on giving. Saquon, has he played his final game with the Giants? We have observations. We have Did It Happen in Florida. We have some Robert Sala. But I, I think, and, I, and we're going to get more into the Knicks as we move along. So, as always, phone lines open one 800 3776 Boy, I, I got to tell you, and this is amazing, is that watching right now the Knicks, last night, down 10, first half, Alex turns to me goes, they're going to lose this game. I turned to him. I said, no, they're not. No way. Like, when was the last time you watched a Knicks game, they fell behind by 10 points, and you had no concern that they wouldn't win the game? Uh,
2: what was the last time?
3: It doesn't happen. Well,
2: no, but I also think it depends on who they're playing, too, and how sloppy that first half was. I mean, they said that the the box score I'm looking at right now says 12 turnovers. As you're watching the game, they said 13 turnovers, right? which is way... I mean, that's what you average for the entirety of the game.
3: Right, but they shut it down in the second half. They didn't turn right, the ball over course, in the second but they, half. But yeah. I
2: think that was part of the reason why you felt like they were going to figure out in the second half. As as loose and sloppy as they played in the first the first half, they were down, what, four at the half? 55-51, I right. believe, at the half. So, I mean, yeah, just, they're a good team, man. There's there's not a question in my mind that they're a good team. Right. It's, it's hard for me, and I know
3: Raymond says it's time to get past the, the point where you look at the Knicks as this dysfunctional organization. It was so dysfunctional for so long, it's hard for me to look at things and say, yeah, you know what, the Knicks are a, a well-run, competent, good basketball team.
2: Well, listen, I get it, but you're going to have to get over it because they are a well-run, good basketball team. Great. It's great. It's nice to live in the world
3: where they fall behind by 10 points in the first half and ordinarily be like, oh, God, we're on the verge of being done. And my thought last night is, no, they'll be fine. They'll win this game.
2: Dude, you have two legitimate all-stars. I mean, Julius Randle gave you 35. Brunson gave you 31. Brunson was really good in the first half. I mean, dishing the ball, scoring. And then in the second half, Julius was really good. He...
3: How much of Julius playing at this level do you think is the fact that they've moved on from RJ Barrett? You think he's like buoyed by this? No, I don't think
2: he's buoyed by this. I think it's also, I mean, if you've noticed this game, he's not, I mean, he's not settling for threes now. He's doing what he does well, which is take advantage of his size and, and strength. Right. He's a bull. He's a bull. And they're it's trying to the guard pain. him with Caruso last night? That was comical. I mean, I he, will say though, dude, I mean, the most frustrating thing about him, and I'm a Julius Randle guy, I know you're not, is just it. I don't know if there's anyone in the league worse. That feeling when a double team is coming, right? Like it surprises him every. Time. Raymond
3: went right after you with that.
2: Well, he knows he, he no. agrees with me.
3: He, no, he did not agree yeah, with he you. Did. No, he, I don't. I don't think he did. I think he did. No, I think he went the exact other way. I think you're wrong. You said, "Is there anybody that's uh, maybe I'm wrong? I, I don't no, think so." Wrong. You said, "Is there anybody worse against a double team than uh, than Randall?" He said, "Oh, I I believe so." Don't believe so. Oh,
4: don't. I was agreeing with him. You
3: you're agreeing with him. Yep. Let me let me look at this again because was I,
2: after the numerous videos being sent?
3: That was wild, that one video. That one video said. was wild. Uh oh yeah. I think yeah, I said. You
2: know who's really stepped up though? And it's been very impressive. You can see his confidence building. Uh stepped
3: yes. I know who you're gonna say. Yep. Hartenstein. Oh yeah. He's something, huh? Dude. He's a really good player. Really good player. The shame of it is could you imagine that two headed monster? If you had Robinson and, and Hartenstein at the center position, right? But I don't know if he reached. I don't know if he gets to this level. Probably kind of like a, not.
2: Right. Like I mean, that's it's part of the reason why, and it's going to be tough. I'm telling you right now because it was tough when they got rid of him. But watching IQ, like when now he's given the opportunity to get more minutes to start and get to and potentially reach a new level. Like Hartenstein's getting the minutes now and the responsibility where this is like he hasn't gotten this before. Right. And he's, he's taking full advantage of
3: it. Oh, he's tremendous. He re- he really is. He's tremendous. I mean, 20 rebounds. Five blocks. Tremendous. Like He's a legitimate low post yep. president. And again, not offensively, but you don't need uh, he's to be better, an offensive but he's, guy. He's better offensively than Mitch is. Anybody's better offensively yeah. than Mitchell Robinson. But he, what he brings to the table is, you, you thought when Robinson went down, you're like, oh God, who are we going to acquire? How are we going to deal with this? I think Hartenstein might be a guy that can give you 30 plus minutes a game and yep. play very effective basketball. Right.
2: I agree with you. I, I think the bigger problem here as we move forward, and listen, I know it's only two games, but it's figuring out the bench situation. Because it's not great.
3: Uh, it's not great.
2: No, and this is going to be. Are you talking about the amount of pressure and stress this is going to put on Jalen? And it felt like this was a deep team.
3: Well, it was. Like two weeks ago, it felt like this was a deep team, and now, so so it's Josh Hart, Quentin Grimes, uh, Precious Achua. I mean, Deuce. He I mean, has yeah, the thing though. But one of those like, other, do you trust Achua no. and 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 McBride in big
2: moments? Well, no, it's not even that though. I'm just talking about like the amount of stress and pressure it's going to put on. Jalen amount of he's going to have to play yeah, he played last night but it's like you couldn't I mean there was I think it was the start of the was it the start of the first quor- uh, the fourth quarter Raymond when they had their bench on the floor and then it's like whoa, whoa this isn't we got to get them off
3: yeah
4: you got to get them off the it's off just, the court. I mean, that's usually well, how it goes with the
2: fourth it yeah. Yeah. Well, but
3: yeah. listen, listen to the numbers Ananobi was plus 35 Yep. Randall plus 13 Hartenstein plus 32 Brunson plus 31 DiVincenzo plus 18 right now we go to the bench Hart plus 2 Grimes minus 20
2: well look at the points too though that's um, the big thing.
3: McBride minus 15 and Achua minus 16. They're big numbers to be minus.
2: Yeah, well, big numbers. But on top of that, too, it's like, I mean, you. it was one of the strengths of this team was the amount of points you were getting off your bench. Right. Well, that's, that's not going to be the case anymore. Well, no, because you got rid of IQ. So now guys, other guys will have to step up. Um, but No I'm, one, no but one I, is scoring off the bench now.
3: Well, that's right. But again, I, I kind of will hold and, and wait and see where we wind up. Where where do we want? Because I I can't believe when's the deadline February eighth I think trade deadline that I would be stunned if the Knicks looked like this as we go into no I agree with you like what's the, the, the next the move season. but
2: then you have to you run into the the issue that has to get solved at some point where it sounds like Atlanta is open for business but the Dejounte Murray because he's a clutch client want to be a Nick like, which is, is r- that a possibility which is ridiculous right it's something that has to be fixed because I mean he would help he uh, would help a lot yeah he would help a lot.
6: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And...
0: Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me.
2: They're everywhere.
3: Dave. I know you're here.
0: Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want.
2: Woohoo! Over here!
0: Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This. It's DiPietro
2: and Rothenberg. It'd actually be better for us if you had the Jets and the Giants in the same division. I mean, me you would probably fist fight at least twice a year. Yeah, and I'd probably win those. No chance. Yeah. yeah. Kick you right in the back. Well, I'll kick you anywhere. Anywhere I kick you. This you is had an why issue. there's an upper body injury and a lower body injury. You, know, you don't want to identify what it is. Right after that bruise on your side. That's not nice. Rabbit punches. That's not very nice of you. I want to win the fight. fight. Great.
0: This
2: is DiPietro and Rothenberg.
0: Your mother. On 98.7 ESPN.
3: All right, now, good morning. DNR with you, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, RJ, did you hear how weaselly Rick got in the last hour? Weaselly? Yeah, when he said, you know, I just think we don't do picks week 18. Uh, I mean, you know exactly what that was. Well,
1: I I do, but what I don't understand is he's he's three games clear of, of you and I with. 12 picks to go, he's in great shape. Right,
3: great shape. But if No no Raymond's in great shape. No, no, you're in great shape. But if he doesn't if he's three games ahead of us with nine games to play, isn't that better? Of course. Right. So he tried to kibosh. There's no way he would be behind both of us sitting in last place and would show up today and say, you know what, guys, let's not do picks week 18 because the 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 games are all wonky.
1: Well let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Because you and I, right around five hundred, tied essentially.
3: I don't think I'm around 500. I think I'm three games below.
1: Okay. I'm, about, I'm around 500. Do you look at Rick's situation? Mental advantage for us now. He's a little afraid of us. Absolutely. I think he's nervous.
3: Absolutely. Well, if you if you really pay close attention, last two weeks he's been horrendous. Most well, so of we. Right. Well, that's the thing. Had we been decent the way he's playing, we would have run right past him.
1: See, I don't feel bad, though, because even last week he even got Ray. So if it gets Ray, who's like like 11 games over or something like that, then I don't feel bad. But yes, we've all been bad.
3: I was 0-3 last week. Yeah, you were. But you were 0-3 the week before. That's fine. I bounced back.
2: Bounced back with a 1 and 2! Uh, the Rams screwed me. <laughs> the,
3: the, the Rams screwed me. It's
1: arrow
2: up, though. Yeah, it's arrow up. Rams Great. screwed me. Well, I can't go down from here. Well, I just thought we'd have a nice, nice stress-free week. No, I want all stress. Right, I, I want
3: all the. I want an extra helping yeah, of stress. Yeah, and so much
2: for I'm going to be nice. I mean, you attack Raymond. The secretly uh, undercover attacked Raymond last segment. Who did? You did. How? Well, with Wes's call, you blame Raymond. Wouldn't you say it was the producer or the coach? I mean, that was right as a shot, right at Raymond's face. Well, Raymond wasn't the only one producing the show.
4: You know what he's about at this Raymond, point. Raymond, yeah. did you feel hurt by that? No, not hurt, because you expect you See? expect the shots to come at some point. But was uh, a shot. Okay. okay. You, you, you know what they. So about. So just
3: just don't be on it. Like, just, oh, oh, Ray, you're you're the best. I tell him all the time how great he is. All the time. How good I think he does and, and how well I think and, he, and not he does. And now I question
4: your authenticity with it. Right. You're not authentic. Do you feel like you got
3: the most out of the ass, man? I thought we did pretty well. Okay. Then then that's all there is to it. I didn't listen to the show. I have no well, idea what course, it was like. Because why would you? Well, okay. It's embarrassing. I was sleeping. Sleeping. I had to catch up on sleep. Sounds nice. But well, it doesn't work. I promise it you, it does not work. <laughs> it, really, it really does not. It really does not. Um, I hate this topic. I guess we'll get into it. The whole Aaron Rodgers thing, him and Kimmel back and forth, McAfee with the apology. The one thing that I would say is, where are the Jets in all of this? Why not? If you're the Jets, why not come out and say, Aaron... If you're gonna do the show, you can't be saying stuff like that. You we we, we, we ha- he's an employee of the Jets. The Jets have the right to come out and say, "Aaron, we don't want you doing Max." Well, I mean, he anymore. is. So right now, he is the Jets. Well, he's still an employee of the yeah, Jets, right, right? And he gets a handsome salary yeah, from the that, Jets.
2: To that point, though, he is. I mean, he is the front-facing Jet currently. Okay, oh, like, so even more jet, so, like You think
3: Jets. You think Aaron Rodgers? So even more so, if he if he represents the team to that extent, shouldn't he be on his best behavior? Yeah.
2: He's a a direct reflection of the New York Jets right now.
3: Okay. So if I'm Woody Johnson and I'm Robert Solid, I'm Joe Douglas, and you go on McAfee, which I have really no issue with at all, and you're going to start saying things about Epstein and Kimmel and Kimmel's going to come out and get so upset, is that a good reflection on the Jets organization? No. Okay, so if I'm Woody Johnson, I don't want that anymore.
2: No, of course you don't want that anymore. I'm sure Pat McAfee doesn't want that, what that was. Aaron took a shot. It was not... The right thing to do. I'm sure someone. I'm sure someone from the Jets has has spoken to him about it, or Jimmy Kimmel's lawyer has spoken to him about it. Because no, I mean that is. It's the last guy I would think at Disney. You want to get angry too? Of the insinuations that you want, like that's. Come on, man. And that's 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 gross. I hear the woman again, (laughs) again. (laughs) (laughs) Something is coming through the headset.
3: (laughs) There is something. There's a woman in this room. I hear the same Might thing. Be ghosts. So, some, there's a wood woman somewhere hidden
4: in this room. You got. It sounds like you got problems in there. That, who's to say there's a problem? It <laughs> yeah, Could be a good thing. Yeah, it really maybe, could be. Maybe I you don't got, know. Maybe you got ghosts. And, and don't don't
3: start with the, we're crazy. If we hear the same woman same at the exactly. same
4: exact time, we're we're not hearing it in here unless RJ heard well, it.
2: Right? Oh, do you have your headphones on?
4: I've had him on this whole time. <laughs> you're, you're, you're napping. What a, what a surprise you don't hear it. Listen, if you want me to nap, and I I, I can leave him. You guys can do this yourselves. I, I, I don't need to be here. No, we, if you're going to nap, we'd like to see you uh, while you're napping. I, I'm not napping.
2: I'd like to see you. So how do you
3: not hear this woman? I don't hear this woman. I don't know what to tell you. There's a woman somewhere here. Dude, there's something coming through the headset. Where's this? <laughs> She's behind the cave matters. Where's this woman? There's a woman somewhere here.
1: This is how horror movies start. Yeah, exactly right. Next thing you know, Rick's Quarter. gonna go. To, Rick's gonna go to Starbucks, not come back.
4: It's <laughs> a whole pile of pox- boxes over there. She could be over there. <laughs> Rick is gonna see the girl come out of the ring.
2: That was a scary. You movie. see this new away? one with the, the night swim one? Oh, I don't like oh. that at all. I used to be terrified of going to go in to, going to the pool in the dark at night with no pool light on. Yep. get it? Yeah, of course you oh, grew up with a pool. Suck huh? you right through the yeah. filter. That's
3: nice. Maybe that's nice. Growing up with a pool is nice. That
2: yeah, was nice. I'm
3: sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. All right, let's get back to Rodgers. 1-800-919-3776. It's a a bad look for the organization. And at at some point, see, here's my, when do you put a stop to it? If he says, I demand Devontae Adams, do you put a stop? Like, at what point do you say enough is enough? You are employed by us. Well, I think this is different, though. This is is not an apples-to-apples comparison. It is different. But my point is, he runs
2: everything. Yeah, well, I don't understand why you keep saying this every single day. Yeah, we get it. Because it bothers me. Why does it bother you, though? It's a, They were in a spot where they had they thought they had a championship-caliber defense, and they could add the pieces on the offensive side of the ball as long as they had the quarterback. And guess what? They did not have the quarterback, so they had to go, because they were desperate, and do whatever it, it was going to take to get Aaron Rodgers. He was their best option. I get and it. And you know how much Woody loves superstar quarterback. I get it, and I thought so at the time, too, but I never, I never oh, realized. But you don't know, though. We don't know. But I never realized
3: it would turn into this. I never realized it well, would turn into this he, I mean, kind he, of a circus. He,
2: four plays, man. That's it. Four plays. I get it. And then we decided that Zach Wilson was going to be our best option. He
3: better be worth it, man. He I mean, he better be worth I it. I think
2: we all recognize that. Like there was gonna be a listen, there's always there was a lot that was gonna come along with this. Like he wanted what Green Bay never gave him, which was full a,
3: full authority. A say. But it's not just a it feels like it's every say. You want Zach Wilson, you got him. You oh, want Billy we Turner? That,
2: we don't know if the, that's the case, though. I wouldn't put that all on Aaron. Zach Wilson oh, why, why didn't Alan Lazard is here? Well, yeah, but that, that's fine. I agree with that. I think that's part of the reason why Dalvin Cook decided he wanted to be a Jet. I mean, Randall Cobb, right? right. I, mean, I don't just, disagree with those. I don't know if I would put Zach Wilson as the backup at his feet. Uh, uh, f- fair. It just, it just It's too much. At this point for me, it feels like you're allowing
3: him to do whatever it is that he wants to do, and I personally think it's a problem. And I think that the Jets better get ahead of this thing now and put a stop to it. Here's the thing, though.
2: Had he played the entire season... And the Jets were right now sitting in the playoffs. It wouldn't be a problem. It's only a problem because their okay. season fell apart, and he fair, didn't play. Fair, fair. But but that's that's where
3: we are. I can't, I I can't analyze it and say, well, you know, it'd be different if did no, no, were can't. in the playoffs. I think that,
2: listen, here's the here's the thing. This is the most concerning part of this is that if he doesn't come back, he, if he doesn't come back and play well, we both agree that we've seen enough in Nathaniel Hackett. Think he's not a very good offensive correct, coordinator, correct. And then on top of that, there are real concerns that Robert Sala is not a good head coach, and in this sport, the NFL, coaching matters. So as good as Aaron is, you'll get to a point where they play a team that is as talented with a quarterback that's as talented that's going to have a better head coach, that will have a better coaching staff. You saw it against Cleveland. Right. And now does that does that hurt you? It can't help. Can Aaron overcome that? Because right now, the reason why he's not willing to make a change is because he loves this setup because A, he's got his buddy Nathaniel Hackett, and B, he's got a head coach that gives him carte blanche.
3: He can do whatever he wants. Right.
2: It's like it'd be the same thing if you had if you had a boss that let you do anything you want, but you knew that that wasn't. A, it's, he's not a great boss, but why would I want to change? Because I get do whatever the hell I but want. But do
3: you think that Aaron Rodgers thinks that, that the, the coaching regime is not very good?
2: And have he has seen. Have you seen him on the sidelines lately? And but th- but then you're kind of defeating your own purpose, no, aren't he, you? No, because in his mind, so he, he thinks he's,
3: that he's so good, yes. that he can take a mediocre coach. And a team that's not great overall, and buoy them to be great because he's
2: that great. Yep, boy, yeah. That, I mean, you listen, got a lot now, of confidence. I wouldn't know in that feeling because I've never been as good as Aaron Rodgers is. But I mean, the guy did win back-to-back MVPs, and, and we have hockey.
3: seen Aaron Rodgers play at an insanely high level. We have. So I think that there's a chance of that, but I think there's also a chance that this thing completely blows up, and that next season the Jets are nine and eight, miss the playoffs, and you look at this and you say it's over, it's done.
2: Yeah, well, it's a failure? Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope that's not the case, but you do run that risk. You absolutely run that risk. The problem is, I mean, the problem is, is that the, the moves that you decide to make because of Aaron Rodgers, if you, I mean, if they become moves that you're stuck, long term, now with, you're yeah. in salary cap
3: hell right. moves, right? If you, if Devontae Adams you bring that salary on, and and now that that extends past Aaron Rodgers, because you know, Devontae Adams is not a young right. guy. If
2: there's a, if there's a real chance where you say to yourself, okay, I got T Higgins at this age, he wants to, like, we could sign him, but Aaron wants. Devontae Adams, and now the. So let me
3: ask you this: If you're Joe Douglas and you say, "God, T. Higgins is 25. T. Higgins is a, is a star in the making, and he can be a star receiver for for the next quarterback too." And Roger says, "I want Devontae Adams."
2: Sorry. Well, it's tough to say sorry because I mean you're so you're so all but on. But what is time. Aaron going to do? Well, I don't know what the, what it, it's not what Aaron's going to do. It's what is Aaron not going to do? Which is, is what, does it show up for OTAs well, now? Well, no, no, no. I don't mean that. I mean, is Aaron at his best? And I'm sure he'll he'll get the, the best out of whoever's on the field. But if Aaron tells you, because you've already seen it, there's a track record. No one with the Jets has a track record outside of Aaron Rodgers of success. Correct. Joe Douglas doesn't. Robert Shaw nope, doesn't. Nobody does. Nathaniel Hackett without Aaron Rodgers doesn't. Outside of, I mean, you want to bring up what he did in Jacksonville, or whatever. But, I mean, so the one with the track record tells you, hey, listen, as good as you think T. Higgins is, he's great. I'm telling you right now me and Devontae Adams together you've seen it already what we're capable of doing like how do you say no to that it's that's a tough spot to be in because your uh, your livelihood rests on so this you, guy you want to placate games. him and make him no, as I happy think, as possible i just think you you're so in you're so deep in this thing
3: so you have to do whatever he wants cuz you're so cuz you're knee deep already
2: well because you didn't do anything to react this year and now you put yourself in a spot where if it doesn't work if if god forbid it doesn't work you're done. It's over. Right. They're going to blow it up,
3: and you'll you'll probably never be a GM in the league again.
2: No, like had they found a way this season with whatever move, if it's a get, get Jacoby Brissett or whoever you decided to bring in to give yourself a real chance, and they're a playoff team that buys you at least some time, that build you build some equity up. Like, hey, look what this coaching staff did. Like the same, all the all the praise we're giving to Kevin Stefanski. Had you found a quarterback that could actually help you win games, and you're in the playoffs, like the Jets fans would turn that into, hey, wow, maybe we do have a good coaching staff. They found a way. They made it work. Maybe. Without Aaron Rodgers? Maybe. But now it's it's, it's not that.
3: So, so you've, you've empowered him so much, your point is, that now to say no is like trying to punish the, the 16-year-old who's completely out of control.
2: Well, I don't even think it's just that. I just think you're like, my job now rests in your hand. I get it. So but, what do I do? But I'm not saying, like like, I recognize there's
3: a problem at receiver. Aaron, I'm not telling you we don't need another receiver. We can't go to battle with, you know, with with Cobb and Lazard next season. But if I determine I'm Joe Douglas, no, no, I want no, to team, like, that Higgins is better right. for us
2: long term. Okay, but it's like saying to Tom Brady, because I mean let's not pretend like Tom Brady didn't have a lot of say. He got Bruce Arians fired. Yep. So same thing, but he didn't want a Super Bowl. What I'm saying to you is is if if year one wasn't a Super Bowl for Tom Brady, he gets say he gets hurt, same kind of situation, they have a bad season, boom, we go back to the to the the upcoming season. And he says to you, say Here's a good example. Okay. Sam Laporte is a free agent. Guy's a stud. Right. But Tom says, listen, kid's great. Love him. I want Gronk. What are you doing? Probably Gronk. Okay. So but that, that's kind of the that's kind of the same all thing. All right.
3: But but is it wrong of me to, to no, look at Brady and Rodgers differently?
2: No, I don't think it's wrong at all. I mean, one guy's won seven Super Bowls, the other guy's won one. And his recent playoff success has, has been started, has
3: been subpar. None. Yeah, let's go to uh I've got some calls on this now. Eddie in Brooklyn. Eddie, good morning. You're on 98.7. Good
5: morning, guys. Happy New Year. I think they ought to just fire Hackett and let Aaron know who the boss is. Because I'm sick and tired of hearing Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Just get, get rid of him and uh, Hackett and let the dice fall as they may. Okay,
3: Thank so, you. Eddie, you've come this far. You brought in Hackett because of Aaron Rodgers. He's never gotten to work with Aaron Rodgers here, and now you're going to fire Nathaniel Hackett, who I agree with you, is not very good. What,
5: what did he show? He couldn't change the offense any way at all. Everything was a flop.
2: But he's the guy that Aaron yeah, Rodgers but he wants. Wasn't, yeah, but he wasn't brought in here to... I, listen, I don't disagree with you. Here's the thing. Here's what? the thing. I don't... Eddie, I don't disagree with you. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is a good offensive coordinator. I think he could find better. But could you find better to go with Aaron Rodgers is the question. And that's the comfort
3: zone of Aaron Rodgers. That's who he wants. And you've done everything that he wants. That's my point is, you've allowed him to run
2: this organization. Right. I don't disagree with you, but that's what happens. When you reach a certain point at a certain level, like the teams teams recognize, like the Edmonton Oilers will do whatever Conor McDavid wants them to do. The coach they just hired... Coached him in June. Like there's, there's a reason why. That's they a guy do that he has
3: a fami- familiarity right. with, so a how, comfort level with. How
2: are we going to win? Well, if Connor McDavid's the MVP, this is how this is how we'll win. Let's make him as comfortable and happy as possible. But is is every decision Connor McDavid's no, decision? No, I think a lot of them are. Okay, I think they. I mean, I think they consult him. Like best players get different treatment. And I'm not saying he shouldn't get different treatment, but it feels like he's taking it and run with it to the point well, that I think it's just too much right, and too you, far now. But the the, the, the okay again. The biggest problem is we haven't seen what it would have looked like with Aaron Rodgers. I get what you're saying if they if he played this season and Cobb stunk and Lazard stunk and everyone stunk. And you're like, well, what the bleep are we doing? We haven't seen. So we don't know. All we've seen is them with different quarterbacks. Like, Alan, Alan Lazard has had success with, with Aaron Rodgers. We I don't are, think he's great, but...
3: We are this far from New York Jets fans hating Aaron Rodgers. I, we're
2: very close to it, yeah.
3: Because you can feel that the, the yeah. tide is turning. And they want results, and they want it
2: now. Well, not only that they want results. They just don't. They recognize. I think we're all smart enough to recognize that, that maybe we don't have a really good head coach. The offensive coordinator stinks. Can this guy change And it? we could definitely upgrade those two spots, but we won't because Aaron Th- does want it. This
3: far from the entire fan base turning. If, if next year is not great, uh, I think that'll be it'll be one and done here for Rodgers.
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens?
6: Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Looking
0: for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR
2: on ESPN. Why is it just someone humming? This is someone that's been, it's probably uh, tragically attacked it's by the, a cow.
4: It's the woman in your ear. It's oh. Strizen. It's Saquon Barker's last go. game. Take your pick. Wow, Santa, you are so deep.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of depth there, Raymond.
4: Did you read the article that I sent you? Yeah, we did. Right. Sandy, this is
2: why this is why we really feel like you need to you need to really just spread your wings and let us put you on dates. But ha- Brian knew that so many people die from the mosquito, and you thought it was the
3: cow was the leading well, killer bro- of people.
4: Brian's obviously a, a way deeper person than I am. No,
3: I don't think he's deeper. No, I think <laughs> you're I think very that, deep. That talks about the depth of a person. I just no. think maybe he's just brighter than you. I don't know if we have to go there. I mean, that's just because uh, he knows uh, that mosquitoes kill many, more people doesn't I, I mean I How many smarter. people
4: threw out mosquito other than Brian?
2: Okay. But well, that would make him probably brighter than you.
4: In a certain area, though. I don't think we just
2: blanket blanket statement. No. I, I think mean, Santiago is Covering up teams' missteps very is, is Raymond's specialty. You can say what you want. Mm-hmm. And there's people that he's very polarizing. I get it. Very polarizing. I, I, I love I'm it, not sure there's, there's many people that know as much football as Raymond. He's I, would agree. A, I, would, I would agree with that.
3: I would agree with that. A savant. I think Raymond is a... Which is why when he has takes that I think are so... Off base, it bothers me this, so much. This
4: is hilarious because you, in the same breath, that you say that that I know football pretty well, right? Very well. And you you feel pretty confident in me saying yes. that,
3: but but you and, do and you have spent, moments of bizarre yeah, football yeah, analysis, yeah, like, like
4: that time that I said that Dak Prescott is a is a very good borderline elite quarterback, and you and you basically laughed me out of the room. And oh, who's leading the league in touchdown passes this year? Yeah, Dak Prescott. I mean, yeah, right.
3: So because the clock is is right twice a day, means a, all, we get it. all of a sudden, I, I mean, this, this guy his, is John Madden. His,
4: his numbers are pretty much in line with what he's done his entire career. So again, what what do I know? Right, I don't, so, I don't so know So anything. you're right.
3: So, so you're right, Raymond. He's a good quarterback. I never said he wasn't. I ne- if you find the audio where I said Dak is not a good quarterback,
4: you said that Daniel Jones was in line with him, which was, was I was thought ridiculous, that which was as ridiculous then as it is okay, now. But why are we going here? I didn't bring that up. Be- because that's an example that you've used in the past to say that I have a blind spot. You, do, you I, have I a tremendous willing, blind spot. I am more than willing to admit when there are shortcomings that I see in the Cowboys. I say them all the time. I've been talking to you the entire You're season You're a bizarre
3: Cowboy. When they lost that game to Miami... Your response on Twitter was, "Well, this is going kind of what I expected, yeah, so I could just deal with it." No, I,
4: that's not what I said. Yeah, I, yeah it is. I, 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 I did not say expected. If, if you, you find where I say this is what I expected, and I'll buy, and I'll buy you breakfast tomorrow. Ooh, you find where I said I will breakfast. buy. I will buy. I'd have, you I'd have to
3: dig deep into the, uh, the Twitter
4: sphere, but I, I, I'm going to look said, for. It. I said no such thing as this is what I expected. I said, oh, this is a loss. You, I, you take it and you move on." That's what I said. How do I look at tweets I've sent out in replying to others?
3: You can search. I think tweets and replies. Tweets. I don't have that on on the it's computer. There.
2: It's on, it's on your page. I don't see it.
4: Okay. Well, here's what's, here's what's crazy about this whole thing, though, break.
2: is that you should actually have more respect for Raymond. He's Why? the kind of fan that you like. No. He's a, he's an apologist Normally, to his though, team.
3: He's a, He's a great fan. I think he loves his team. I think there is a depth to his fandom. I just think that he refuses to see reality. I think he does. What do I refuse to, see? I, think he I refuse does to see? I think
2: sometimes he's like probably overly negative sometimes. What do I refuse to see?
3: Well, some of your you're tacked after games, like like what games that do should I horrify you. To see? Games that if you'd let me finish, games that should horrify Answer you. Answer
4: the question.
3: Games that should horrify you do not horrify you the the same
4: that they should. Okay, but why would a a like, the game that horrifies me actually is the Lions game because I was I was livid after that game. Had they won, had, it looked like they were going to lose. Had they won, had they lost, I was still pretty mad after the game. I all found that, his tweet. All that anger dissipated after the Eagles had their disaster against the Cardinals.
3: After the Cowboys lost to Miami, this is what he tweeted. Would, would you say you should be upset about that game? Would you be upset? Tell me
2: what the tweets are. I have retort to that.
3: I'm not going to lose my mind over a last-second loss in a game I didn't feel great about. Nothing I saw today was surprising, and I won't let it ruin my holiday.
2: That is embarrassing. No, see here. This, embarrassing! You know, you're not looking at it the right way, though. He's not a prisoner of the moment. He goes into these games because he's such a savant, already knowing what the strengths and weaknesses of his team are and how they're going to match up with the team they're playing against. So he breaks this down so well that he knows going in that they're, they don't, he doesn't like their chances which is why, if so facto, he was so upset against about the Detroit game because he actually So if he goes into picks. a game
3: and thinks that they're— But the, this team uh, should mean, be competing I mean, with everybody. Not, this is not difficult. Rick, you just said it. No. You te- just laid no. it out. This no. is not you difficult. You pick and choose when you get it. This team should be competing with everybody. If the Cowboys they lose a game, you should be everybody. upset. As-
4: aside from the Buffalo and San Francisco games, they are competing with everybody.
3: Outside of two games, we're competing with everybody. Great. You, the Cowboys should win a Super Bowl this year, or at least get to a Super Bowl this year. Anything short of that oh is a failure. God. But they're not I, as good as San Francisco. I just spent the
4: enti- we've spent the I'm entire done. season talking about the best team <laughs> in the league is San Francisco. I love That's you the quit. team so that you how, win. About, how about when
3: San Francisco was better than the Giants back in the day, and the Giants went into San Fran and stopped the three-peat? You think if the Giants would have lost that game, I'd be like, oh, well, we gave a best ever to, no, I want to win the game, and if you don't win the game, I'm upset, really upset, was I, and was you I don't not feel upset? the same.
4: Okay, but but see, th- this is where you're pulling stuff out of here, and I'm not going to finish the sentence, but this is where you're pulling stuff out. Was I not livid after they lost to San Francisco both times, even though I did not expect them to win? Was I it not, not livid did not feel like times? you were livid
3: this year when you lost to San Francisco. Oh,
4: I was irate. No, oh, yeah. I was irate. All right, well, well I'll wait and see. I Especially see. given the way that they lost that game.
3: Now you you, you smack your team in the head with the pom pom is how I see it. You, you, uh,
4: of Of course because you're a fool. You don't see i I'm, I'm like, like you're you're literally making you're things up. You're a derelict up. is what you're, you are. You're actually making things up about not, the way, the way anything I anything football. my team and loses one, one a bre- huge and, and game and, one and you're my team loses, loses that a huge, football. Huge. <laughs> Here we go. Huge
3: game. I'm like, "Oh, but this is fine. It's what I expected." No. Only a, a moron would have
0: okay, that kind well, of a take. Well,
4: well they, didn't, they didn't end up being huge games like the Arizona game or the Miami <laughs> game or the Buffalo game because guess what? Dallas is the number two seed now, which is where I expected them to be the entire time. Because you got lucky. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, Dave. You know a lot about that. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh Spell it out for me. Oh Spell it out for me. Oh, my goodness.
3: Spell it out for me. What does that mean? <laughs> What does that? For, what does that
4: mean? It can mean whatever you. No, like no, it to No, no, I want know. to know
3: what it means. It was a directed, veiled shot at something. <laughs> what was it a shot at? It's
4: no, there's no directed shots. It's veiled shots. What was it? You're the smartest guy in the room. You tell me. Huh? No,
3: I don't. I don't know. But I know there was some <laughs> some little nuanced nugget there, and I'd like to know what that meant.
4: Maybe I'll let you know through the music. <laughs>
3: Something's really wrong with them. Like, honestly, there's something truly, deeply, fundamentally wrong with you. (laughs) And you should see that he got crushed for his tweet, too. Crushed. I
2: don't think it bothers him, though.
3: It really doesn't. It doesn't. I think it does. I don't
2: think it does. You're
3: the worst fan imaginable. (laughs) Uh, He's going to bring back the tweets. Yeah, of course. I, was I mean, people people just crush him. What'd you call him? I think you're a derelict. I think, I, think I think he has real deep-seated issues. <laughs> you should be disgusted. Isn't this team supposed to win a Super Bowl? So then just say it, Ray. I don't expect this team to win a Super Bowl.
4: If they have to face San Francisco, I don't expect them to win a Super Bowl. No. And I've said this all along. And, and the other thing I've said all along, that nothing they do matters until we get to the playoffs. We'll talk then.
0: Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want.
3: Woohoo! Over here!
0: Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Talked about Saquon. Phones are lighting up again. 1-800-919-3776. we will get to what Greeny said about us yesterday, or at least Rick, because he is, in essence, the show. But stop I stop it. Stop what, it.
2: Do, what do you mean no, stop don't it? Do that. Stop but it. I
3: do have uh, remind me in the nine o'clock hour of something yeah, to don't. discuss with
2: you. Uh, d- don't project your, your anger at me. I'm not projecting anything. No. Greeny looks at you. He said it before. It's no, Rick about Greeny. And, and company. No, see, he loves you. This is not about Greeny. This is about you and Raymond's little back and forth. No, no, no. I'm Ray and I are fine. The he, veiled he, shots. Do you know what he meant? Yeah. What did he mean? I believe it's in reference to uh, you getting sherry, maybe. Oh, is that what it meant? Is that what
3: it meant? I'm Ray? assuming.
4: I'm not necessarily going there. It could be part of the equation. I think it was part of the equation. So you, you the think... Math. So he's jealous. Oh, I don't think he's jealous. Yeah, well, of he, course. He eh,
3: recognizes eh, how lucky no, you are I found a woman who is wonderful, who I adore, who he can't believe is with me, and he thinks, why doesn't that happen to him? Listen, she looks past various red
4: flags, and good for her. <laughs> she, she She's able to tolerate you a lot of things... You are a giant like red people, flag, th- is really what she's, you are. She's able to tolerate a lot of things that... that uh, like that, that lady, that lady of the night, Candy wouldn't have been able to tolerate. You know, good for, good for her. So you're jealous. Was the stripper's name Candy? No, I don't know. I have no Peppermint? idea.
1: Peppermint. Nope. See, I actually thought it was a shot at the Giants and their
4: Super Bowls. That's a, that's, a, <laughs> it, it, that, that, that's could, the beauty that, of the that veiled also, shot. That could also be There's part so of the equation. There's so
3: many angles. Gi- just, Gi- what Super Bowls that he hasn't seen since he was, you know, prepubescent? What?
1: See, I think that's the beauty of the veiled shot. He just took a he took a shot at your whole being, your fandom, your personal life, all of
3: it. But he I don't even think he knows what he meant. I think he definitely knows I what mean,
4: he meant. The, the, the aforementioned factors, the the gambling factor, the Whoa. several thousand wow. dollars. This is what makes it such a great Disappear- failed shot. Disappearing at night and somehow living to tell the tale factor. A lot of things. So, so you
3: create your own adventure. See, here's the thing. He doesn't understand what marriage heavy,
4: is about. Heavy, heavy drug use.
3: Heavy drug use. Oh my! Oh my goodness. Heavy drug use. Oh, here's no. what he you, does. You about. walk.
4: You walk in this room every day, and you accuse Rick of popping pills. Guy, well, I don't
3: accuse take, him of popping pills. Guys, he pops pills every day next to me, at like six thirty in the morning. Taking a vitamin, yeah, multivitamins. Many of them, Ray. You don't Lots. see him sitting here like two handed, like, <laughs> like Pac Man. <laughs> Like, the Tic Tacs. It's a little unsettling at times. I have what he wants, and he feels a way about it, and I understand. And, Ray, you know what? I tried when we were at that one night to help you get that lovely woman, and you didn't want any part of it. You actually
2: a, were. He was a good wingman. i got to give him credit.
3: i was a great wingman. A great yeah. wingman.
2: Yeah. You really were. You want to go
4: out again? But that's, but that's the thing. I, I really didn't want too much of a part of it.
2: Yeah, right. Right. Well, you, but I think you also see, though, Raymond is, I mean— is quite the catch. Like, there's that, There's no guarantee that you wing it up and she's just like, here's my number. Of course. Raimondo got the digits. But there's no pressure on him. If you have a wingman and the wingman goes and, and
3: lays it on the line and, right? and she says, no, no way. Lays what on the line? The numbers. Yeah. Yeah. The numbers, right? She gives you the, number, the numbers, right? She gave your, she gave us your number, her number. Yeah, you didn't you, want any
4: part you, of it, but you didn't lay anything on the line. Let's well, not. Well, I'm the reason.
3: one that looks foolish, not you. You don't, you don't put anything yeah, out right, there. Like,
4: he's yeah. like Sirianni no. right now, saying that I threw the ball <laughs> right. down the he's field for a flag, say, t- taking the fall for nothing, for right. something. Don't compare
3: be. me to Sirianni, please. Just saying. Yeah, I don't want to be trying to help you.
4: Guy. You have a lot of the Sirianni rage oh, in you. No, no,
3: you're you're Sirianni. You're the Cowboys version of Sirianni. How so? smug, <laughs> obnoxious! People want to punch you. I'm getting uh, emails. I want to punch him.
4: The, the definition of smug is is calling me smug. I, I unbelievable.
3: You really are a piece of work. The you and your killer definition. cows. <laughs> Heavy drug use. You and your killer cows. Just really. oh my god! Uh, you, you, your you, bovine uh, obsessiveness. Uh, just, All yeah, right, here right, we go. Right, Rick, <laughs> you stop
4: me when I lie. You stop me when I lie. Can, can you can
3: you stop for a second? <laughs> Just Can we get to Saquon? I've tried for 30 minutes now with you just babbling Cowboys nonsense, okay? I thought we weren't going to talk about this anymore. Keep going. Saquon, (laughs) do you still want to be a giant for life?
0: I've mentioned before that I want to be a giant for life. That was a goal of mine when I got drafted, I wanted to leave a legacy here. But
2: it's out of my control. I have no say. It's really up to the to, to those guys upstairs, to Joe and all those guys. And, you know, they gotta do what's best for the team and you know whatever they feel like is best for us, for me for the team, then they're gonna make that decision. But me sitting here saying, you know, I want to be a giant for life like I did last year, it doesn't
4: help or doesn't hurt. So I'll just leave that up to those guys.
3: Listen, there's not much he can say at this point. It's not his decision. I mean the Giants are gonna do what they wanna do. I, I think he'll be back. Would be my guess.
2: Wow! Um, I'll tell you why. It's funny because earlier, I, a couple weeks ago, I was I was in the same mindset that I think there's something inside that building had changed as far as how they they saw him as a part of their long term future. I think we even asked the about that a couple different times, and he thought the same thing. Dude, I don't. He's not going to be. He's not going to be happy getting franchised again. Okay. No, but- I, I know you say okay, but at at what point do you? Treat the guy with some respect. Like he didn't hold out. He showed up. He was a consummate professional. When this thing was falling off the rails, he was there to keep it all together as one of the leaders in that locker room. At what point do you say, as much as as it would benefit us to keep you for one more year and then walk away, like have you done enough to say either we're going to give you a reasonable long-term deal or let you walk away? I think he's earned enough respect where I would say that he's probably at that point. I, I mean, where,
3: that, listen, the NFL sets it up a certain way.
2: I get it. And that, I, I'm you, with you. I would take full advantage of it, right? But I just think there's a certain like this is part of the reason why I was I was upset with how they handled it in the first place because they took advantage of knowing exactly who Saquon Barkley was. That as much as he'd be upset about it, he would be who he's always been, which is a great leader, a guy who's going to show up, didn't miss a day, nothing, not a day, nothing. And then as this thing was falling apart, and you're two and eight. He's. I mean, he's one of the guys in that locker room. That's I get it. it. Together, listen. He's
3: a, he's a terrific player, but do you want? And, and again, you could give him two years and twenty six million. Like you could easily do that if you're the Giants. Is it is it worth it? Because here's the thing: how many you take him off this team? How many playmakers are on this offense right now?
2: None. No. None. Not proven. Not one. I mean, yeah, there's a couple guys you like, but no. Yeah,
3: you like Wondell Robinson. No, no, to, to you, the point You like high. There's no playmakers the point, on this offense. No. To
2: the point that Canty used to always make with us, as far as being a defensive player. You need, at least, you need at least one player on the offensive side of the ball that that's going to dictate what the defense is going to try to do. And there's only one guy you have right now that does that. That's, that's right. So why would you move on from the one guy? Now, you, I, I'm sure in the
3: draft you're going to try to remedy that in free agency. You're going to try to bring in guys, right? Because I think T. Higgins is of interest to in the Giants, and Evans might yeah. be as well. Yeah. But why would you not keep w- the one guy that, if you're a defensive player, probably keeps you up at night worrying about, well, how are we going to def- defend
2: this guy? Right, I agree with you, but I think there's a certain point. Like, what do we, what are we all about? What do we stand for? What do we want to, you know, what kind of players do we want to? Oh, what's the word now? My coffee's kicking off here. Um, when when you give someone something for doing something well, reward, reward. What kind of players do <laughs> you we want couldn't to re- think of that no, word? I could not. What kind of players do we want to reward? And this would be, this right. would be a guy that I rewarded, especially if he's willing to now come off what he. And again, it's Originally not a reward where you have to for go it. four years at 100 no, no, million. No, he said, he's already said I want to be a giant for life. He's got right. no leverage in this situation. I want to be a giant for life. And oh, by the way, we have a second franchise tag we can dump on you. So how do we want to do this? Do you want us to franchise you? Like we can be, we can be bad guys about this. We'll franchise you. Fine. Right. You'll show up just like you always show up. Right. Because you want to play. And we'll want use to be you here. up and then we'll get rid of you. Right. But that's not what, that's not what we want. We would like you to be a giant for life, but there has to be a certain number that we giant feel for life with. For,
3: for the running back position is.
2: But I'm saying, like, if it's a two, three year deal, sure, like, we're not talking about he's gonna have a long run right. with Give someone him three
3: else. Three years at 40 million, right? 20, and, 24 guaranteed years at 40 million. And it feels like that's, that's kind
2: of what it's felt like for me as we've moved through the season is he's kind of come off the hey, I want to, you know, I want to fight for the running backs and get to a certain number. And he realizes now that hey, that's that's great, it's something I'd like to do, but it's the reality of my situation and my position that I need to do what's gonna make me happy. That's the most important thing, man. You can say you want to fight this fight. But if you know going somewhere else is going to make you miserable, and like you have this idea, like what's going to make me really happy right. is to try to be a giant for life, then you come off the you know thirteen and a half, whatever it is, fourteen million bucks a year, and say, hey, is there a number we can get to that keeps me here for the next couple of years that we feel at least shows me some respect? Right. You don't want to be disrespected. No, of course
3: not. Uh, he was asked, how would you feel if you were franchise tagged yet again?
2: If they franchise tag me again, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think any player wants to get franchise tagged. Sometimes a franchise tag is you know, a placeholder to be able to work on a deal later. In my case, it wasn't last year. So, yeah, I mean, if I got tagged
0: again, I think I'd give you a better answer. Talk about my emotions in that time if it, if it does happen.
3: Well, I could tell you how he's going to feel. He's going to feel unhappy. He's of course gonna he's going to feel gonna be unvalidated. He's going to feel yeah. like he deserves more than that,
2: is how he's going to feel. Right. The time, I mean, the time of Duel was. Was last year to give him the long term deal. If you're going to give him a long term deal, just because you used another year. But didn't they offer him a deal? They and did. He said no. Well, but that's what I'm saying, though. You think, think
3: if he re- if he could go back in time, he would probably he would. Well, take I think that, he also get caught up though with now. the
2: whole like. I mean, the, the running backs are having you know meetings and everything else. Like, let's try to reestablish the position. It's it's just not it's not happening right now.
3: Um, we know what Mike Tenenbaum has said. He said it forever. If it was him, he would he would pay him. But Orlovsky, and I didn't hear this. Did you hear Orlovsky on the case show yesterday? I did not know. Okay, so here we go. Here's Orlovsky. Should the Giants bring Saquon back?
5: Absolutely. At the right price, absolutely. At a ridiculous price, no. At some point, business is business is business. I'm from Connecticut. I'm not a New York sports fan in the least bit. I have plenty of friends who are. I just believe that the, the market is different, and I just believe that fan base is different in a good way. And if you take that player and, again, squabble over a couple million dollars here or there and allow him to leave your building, when he, on and off the field, is in many ways everything that you can cross your fingers about, I think that's bad business. I think that's a bad look. I think it's bad for your football team. Saquon Barkley and his salary is not going to be the reason this team gets held back in the future.
3: Yeah, that's kind of what we just said,
2: right? It's exactly what we just said. Yeah. And, and he says you're not going to give him a huge deal. He doesn't expect a huge deal. Well, see, but I think that's I think that's the I think that's the change here on both sides. I actually think this has been a change in both sides. I think they recognize how important he is right. on the field and especially off the field. With all the, I mean, it, this was not what anyone expected as far as the amount of adversity they dealt with. this no, season. No, not at all. You know what's weird
3: though? So walk me through with this. Five wins, right? Yep. Could have won the Jets game. Should
2: have won the Jets well, game. Well, but again, this goes back to this. This goes back to what's happening in Minnesota too. This same why people thought they would take a step back because right. all the bounces you got last year, but because they have not been good this year. No, they have not. The start was the most but concerning. Probably should have won the Buffalo
3: game. Yep. Definitely the Jets game should have won the Jets game and easily could have won the Rams game. Yeah. So this team that is not very good could easily be sitting here with eight wins right now. Is that
2: fair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say. Yeah, and I think Dan's point too. Like, I think the the thing you have to take into account when you have a hard salary cap is like, I mean, in how you dole with the money. Like, if if I give this guy a certain amount of money, is it going to affect my ability to to add you know players in certain spots? And the amount we're talking about with Saquon Bark? No, it's not. It's not. I mean, if they if, no, if, we're not talking about an no. enormous amount of money, right? Forty million this for is not Daniel gonna Jones. Wreck, it's not going to wreck your
3: salary cap, right? No, not not at all. It's you're not locking into a long term, huge amount of money kind especially, of a deal,
2: dude. And especially, just think about it. If you do draft a quarterback and you going to move off Daniel Jones's money, who after do you the who do you
3: want him to have as a security blanket? Saquon, pretty nice, right? And, and again, you don't have weapons. It's not like the Niners are saying, you know, what, Brandon Ayuk, we can be without him because we have Debo and we have Kittle and we have McCaffrey. You don't have anything like that with this team. The Jets who I don't think have a very talented offense, have two legitimate playmakers. The Giants, when they have him, have won. Thanks
0: for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at
3: DR on ESPN. And we sit here and we spitball. That's what we do. Professional spitballers, spitballers right? We yeah. don't have everything planned out. Some of these shows that have it all detailed out and scripted out. It's not us. We spitball. We're talking yesterday about the Giants moving up, and if they love Caleb Williams, what would you give up? I think I've seen enough from Shane and Dable certainly that if they love a quarterback with the track record of Joe Shane and Brian Dable, Dable more than Shane, I would do pretty much whatever it takes. And we said, would you give up? If arguments, say,
2: you pick this. Yeah, you went. You see, you went crazy though. You just went to the extreme just to feel me out. What do you mean? Well, you went to the extreme. I mean, there's no way, like if, if you have the fifth pick and you're trying to get to one, I mean, you have the chart and everything else. You said, I think what you did, this is why you're great, is you just gave me something that sounds crazy, but just to show how important, I think to emphasize how important finding your quarterback I think is. it means everything. Right. So that's, I think, why you said three first round picks. Well, well so you give up the five and then two additional yeah. picks. And
3: Greeny and, and Hembo did not like that idea and reacted to it.
5: Why would you trade three number ones for the first pick in the draft? Why would you move up to the second pick? Going to be less expensive. Why wouldn't you stay where you are and take Jaden Daniels and put good pieces around him and give him excellent coaching? Lamar Jackson was the last pick in the first round. Josh Allen was the third quarterback taken the year that he came out. Patrick Mahomes was the second quarterback drafted the year that he came out. He went ninth or 10th, whatever it was. I would not trade three number one picks for anyone.
2: Okay. First of all, what do you mean you wouldn't trade three number one picks for anyone? In
5: the draft.
3: Oh, okay.
2: let me say, say in the draft. I think okay. he said for, I think they went on, I think, because uh, I listened to some of it, a, a proven commodity, yes. Because you've seen them have success at this level. But I, my, I disagree. Okay, I, but if, you, my, if you love a guy. Right. But my retort to Greeny is, and he makes, he makes some good points. My retort to Greeny would be, like, you're just basically saying that every quarterback is the same. And as long as they have a good situation with good coaching, they can be great. Which I think is patently false. Right, I think I, I, think, I agree. With you. I think with the right coaching, the right pieces around you, with you know the skill sets of these these good quarterbacks in a draft, they can be good. But can they be generational talents? No, I think there are certain players that are just that are better, more equipped to be great. Right. Than so other if, ones. if the Giants identify Caleb Williams, he says, just take Jaden Daniels. Maybe they love Jaden Daniels.
3: Maybe maybe they don't even think about it. we won't need to move up because Daniels will be there when we pick it three or four or five or whenever whenever it happens to be. My point is, if I love a quarterback, if I am head over heels in love with Caleb Williams and think he's going to be the answer for the next 15 years, would I be willing to give up that pick and two others? And my answer,
2: maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, is yes, I would be willing to do it. Right. See, I think it's. I think what he's saying, because he's always of the mindset, more more quarterbacks are ruined than developed properly. And I agree with that 100% because a lot of this, what happens is, is when you're the first, second, third pick in a draft, you're going to Bad teams, bad run organizations, there's a ton of dysfunction. And only so many quarterbacks. Like Orlovsky goes through this process. Like how many first-round picks have turned around brutal organizations? Joe Burrows won. Cam Newton for a time in Carolina. Like it's it's not easy. Right? It's hard. And there's some guys that can do it, and there's some guys that, that can't. And I think, though, at the end of the day, if you're one of these teams that happens to have an awful season and gives himself a chance to draft a quarterback... And you're well run with a really good coaching staff. Do you I, would I prefer, think that's the big difference. Yeah, but it right, that's the difference. I would prefer to have my choice. And if that means having to trade a couple first round picks to get the guy right. that I believe is going to be the best of the bunch, I'm gonna do it. Totally listen, you and I are on the same page. Couldn't agree I don't with you more. Because I don't I don't believe that. You know, you just draft any guy, uh, Jaden Daniels, whoever it is, and then because you're well, because you're a good coach with, you know, and you can put pieces around him, that the guy's going to be naturally just going to be great. Will he be good? Yeah, he'll be good. But if I have the opportunity to get the guy that I know can be great, then now if
3: you look at Jaden Daniels and you say on a scale of 1 to 10, I put Caleb Williams at a 9.8 and Daniels at a 9.6 and it's negligible, then fine. Go with Jaden Daniels. But if you look and you say, and I don't care who it is, Williams, May, whoever it is, Drake May, love him. Think he's he's the next Josh Allen. I I would love to have him. Then go get him, because they say I wouldn't give up three
2: ones. I'd say I'd give up anything to get the guy that turns into that level of quarterback. Right. You know, what my example for him would be where it's just like, hey, get the guy. You know, he's good, and you're a great coach, and you're a good piece of uh, train lance. Now that can work against me too, because of what they gave up to get him. Sure, but the thought was this is, and I don't They're a conviction. But here's the thing, though. See, I don't even know that because the whole rumor the entire time was they wanted Mac Jones and couldn't just Which couldn't,
3: also would have been a mistake I think.
2: Right, but in that offense, but I'm, here's here's how I feel about it. If you trust the guy who's making the pick, and I think everyone trusts what Brian Dable is able to do with quarterbacks, and he identifies there's one guy. There's not two guys, there's not three guys, there's not four guys. There is one guy I feel like with my offense, with my coaching can be at the level of Josh Allen and it's someday right. Burrow in Mahomes. And there's only one guy, then get him. Get him. Get him. If that's not your feeling, if it's we well, like this guy, we also like this guy, and we like you're, this guy. I mean, guy. you're preaching
3: to the choir. Then I you can wait. agree with you more, then right? Right. Well, there's, there's there's four guys. We like one a little bit better than three and four, but it's it's close. Then of course not. But if you love a guy, have conviction, go get the guy. I'm not saying
2: you have to do it one way. Right. Or the other.
3: No. And if you don't, then don't do it. And if you don't love any of the quarterbacks, then don't take a
2: quarterback. But if we get through this thing, and it's clear to you as a coaching staff that there's one guy that we love, one guy. And he's not going to be there where we're sitting at five, six, wherever that pick ends up being. Then, what are you waiting for? Yeah, I think you have to do it. But I different ideas for different people. It's fine. I just think it's it's hard because I'm I'm on the same page. I mean, trust me. I mean, having gone through the whole draft process and everything else, it is it's hard sometimes because the you know, most talented guys end up going to teams that just can't get out of their own way.
3: Right. But, just, the, but the one thing the Giants do have is is Dable is a really smart offensive mind and right. develops the quarterback well. I think well. that there's
2: also situations just like, by, like, you know, Peyton Manning gets hurt and Indy has a horrendous season and they luck out, they get Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Like the Giants had a bad season at the right time.
3: Right. And this is the quarterback draft and you don't know that it's going to be another quarterback draft in the future. So we'll see what happens.